Well, we didn't know how fast we were going to do our summaries. <laughs> Sometimes we're quicker than others. <laughs> That's up to you, Danielle. But either way, the shorter the better. Because they're short. It's fine. Everybody and welcome to Bookery Shorts. Woo! We are wearing Bermuda shorts today. We are. That actually plays into my little short that I'm doing today, Sam. And I didn't even know that. I'm just saying. He, did, he didn't know that, actually. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not familiar with this media that I'm going to talk about, but maybe. Who knows? Oh, Danielle, please tell me, what are we doing for your super special short today? Okay. So for my super special short, Sam, I'm going to talk about the amazing comic, Archie versus Predator. Okay, couple of things. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> but we did not introduce ourselves. You said Danielle. I figured everybody at least knew my name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the important one. Well, I'm Sam then, because you're not going to bother introduce me. This is Sam, everybody. He's my co-host. We're very professional, especially <laughs> in our short episodes, which we do in the holidays, because we are just frazzled and our brains don't work. Yeah, that's very true. Here we are, <laughs> talking about should be Archie versus Predator. But I am really excited to hear this, Danielle. You're going to tell me about Archie versus Predator? I am, because this is actually, uh, this was a gift from Sam, everybody. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was, but Sam hasn't read it. He just bought it and sent it to me. <laughs> Look, I know you have a love of Archie and horror films, so I figured what better than a mashup of the two? I do. And I don't know if I have a love of Archie. I just have a long history of having Archie comics in my bathroom. I, I mean, Danielle, I, I'm not going to comment. There are many kinds of love in this world. <laughs> And I can't say that's wrong love. Yes. It, I don't believe in wrong love. It started long ago for my grandpa, and, and here we are today with Archie still in my bathroom. In fact, this one was in my bathroom. <laughs> I, I'm honored, Danielle, yeah, frankly. Anytime. So Archie versus Predator. Uh, Archie n notoriously has done many uh, combinations of things, and this is quite the wild ride. <laughs> I gotta ask, Danielle, I mean, I, I, I did skim through a few of the pages just to get a sense of, like, what this was before sending it to you to make sure it wasn't just, like, some weird cash grab. Uh -huh. I mean, maybe. <laughs> it, it is a cash grab. I got that. But at least one that had enough actual weirdness to be worth sending to you. How does this compare to other crossovers you have seen in the Archieverse? Well, I'm more familiar with The Predator. The last one I read, I think, was the Archieverse is The Punisher, maybe? And not okay. And I, I, I don't know. I kind of like this one. This has a really interesting uh, vibe to it, and it's a little, dare I say, sexier for an Archie comic. Um, somehow, before everybody dies. Um, well, the word sexy and Archie are not words I'd ever thought would go together, but here we well, are. Well, there's lots of different types of Archie comics, Sam. I mean, that's a fair point. I just have never associated anything with those comics to be sexy and. The, the carbon copy women with switched hair colors always sort of unnerved me. I thought, is this, a, is this an island of clones? <laughs> also, what I really like about this is that uh, it starts out very normal and then quickly deteriorates into the weirdest thing I've possibly ever read. <laughs> oh, perfect. I, I, I can't wait to hear how this goes. So this is still a short, Danielle, so I'm going to need you. It is. Well, it's comic. It's short, Sam. <laughs> All right. I'll try All my right. best. I believe in you, but I'm not going to help. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm going to have questions, I'm sure. <laughs> so Archie versus Predator. This is by Alex DeCampi, Fernanda Ruiz, uh, Rich Koslowski, and Jason Millett. So, you know. Okay, team effort. It was. I mean, most Archies are. So this <laughs> opens with them. It is spring break at Riverdale High School. And you're familiar with the general crowd of Archie people. Yes, maybe? I am. Okay, but maybe our audience isn't. So please enlighten us. I will. So this has your general crew of Archie, uh, his 
constant love triangle, uh, Betty and Veronica. Uh, Jughead's there as well, Archie's best friend. There's like a couple of other people who are, are standing around. They're all talking Doesn't about- Doesn't Jughead have a dog named like Hot Dog? Yes, but not in, this, name for a dog. not in this comic. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so they're just talking what they're going to do. And it sounds like, oh, we're just going to be do our usual. This is super boring. And then who should pull up but Cheryl? And Cheryl is the- rich girl from i think the private school because they all go to the i thought the veronica school. was the rich girl yeah but she goes to the public school and is friends with for bizarre reasons unknown to mankind she is <laughs> friends with all the <laughs> the like low-end people in this book <laughs> so you are for class segregation i am not i just don't understand why they keep her around or why she keeps them around to be honest <laughs> Well, especially since one of them is a romantic rival. Exactly. It's crazy. Question. Do you think Archie is what gave you your lifelong love affair with love triangles? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I have him dug into my psyche. <laughs> Danielle, it's time for some self-reflection. We're going to take the remainder of this episode now to diagnose you. <laughs> Let's start with your childhood. You said your grandfather used to keep these comic books in your bathroom or his bathroom? Uh, Probably had some in his bathroom, but he definitely gave them to us every holiday. Did he read them? You're just thinking like, oh, these are comics. Kids will like these. I think he probably was fairly familiar with them. He read everything. Okay, so. Dude, I thought we didn't have time for this, Sam. <laughs> we were- <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you I'm going to practice being short, a and then we're going to diagnose me with love triangleitis. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm sorry, but we have much more important things than Archie fighting the predator. We have to figure out about your psychosexual history with Archie. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get through this in a short amount of time. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll put that on the back burner for a future episode. I'm then. sure there'll, there'll be enough for another love triangle we can talk about. Okay, great. So Cheryl pulls up in her convertible. As I said, she's a super rich person. She has a brother named Jason. And she says, got any plans for spring break proles? Which I assume is actually Jason says this. I assume that he means proletarians. Yeah, the proles. <laughs> Great. I know. I mean, I did call them plebs. <laughs> so or good. the dirty unwashed masses. <laughs> and so apparently Jason and her are going to the, the Caribbean. So they're being all sassy about it, I guess. Oh, you gotta be careful when you go to the Caribbean. You'll run into Bill... Well, Wilson? No. <laughs> so you can't ben remember Wilson. his name either now. <laughs> Bell, ben Wilson. That's it. Will Benson. Ben Wilson. Ben Willis. Wilson and ben Will Willis. Benson. Willis. Willis. Ah, we got there. Was close enough. Serial yeah. killers, whatever. I know it's still no. I, I forever know what you did last summer. I forever know what you did last summer. <laughs> I will always not not remember not knowing what you did last summer. Okay. So in the background, Jughead's eating some chips while while Cheryl gives him a hard time about how they're doing nothing over spring break and she's being all fancy. But... Well, let me tell you, there's nothing better than nothing. <laughs> but uh, good news, everybody. Jughead just won a competition in his potato chip bag. He won a luxury beach exists. vacation. <laughs> to the same place Cheryl's going. Well, to some place. <laughs> To a place called, it doesn't say where it is, but it's some place called Los Perdidos Resort. The Lost, I think. So presumably like Central America. Yeah, I think it's in a similar area because Cheryl shows up shortly. Not to spoil anything. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> it, just, it may be great if Cheryl just showed up and said, ha ha, you're all poor, and then drove off and didn't enter the story again for the whole remainder of the comic. I mean, that'd be great, but that's not quite what happens. So they show up. It's like a nice little touristy area. They're super excited about it. Betty's like, oh, this place is amazing. And her and Veronica appear to be sharing a room. And Veronica like, oh, I'm going to be so bored sitting on the beach for a week because she's obnoxious. Okay, sure. And she's sharing a room with Betty, her rival. Well, they're, yeah, but they're also best friends, Sam. I don't understand this relationship. I don't either, but we're not going to get into it in this story. 
You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't get distracted by the insanity that is Archie in general. I have to be distracted by the insanity that is Archie in this exactly. specific comic. Exactly. You need to stick to the plot of this. All right. All right. All right. We can talk about Archie some other time. No, please. So Dilton, who is one of the um, guys, who one of the friends in the friend group, he's like the geeky oh. one who runs the yearbook, apparently. And so apparently he's still supposed to be editing this while he's on this Caribbean vacation on spring break. Editing the yearbook? Yeah, he's editing the yearbook. Dude boundaries work-life balance i know so archie's like you know what's going on you look so stressed out he's like the deadline's in two days which i don't know what deadline's during spring break but here we are that i mean he obviously just missed the deadline is pretending that yes like <laughs> yeah, he's I like i gotta do this it's too late already so he brought his laptop so he could do the layouts and everything but they haven't finished any of the polls archie's like what are you talking about what polls and he's like you know most likely to succeed cutest couple teacher's pet most popular best dressed etc and all the girls get excited they're like best dressed oh uh, archie Archie, you are still stuck in the 19-whatever <laughs> yeah. you came out in. He's like, oh, oh, Archie's like, don't worry. We could totally help you with these polls. All the girls will, like, get dressed and we'll, we'll vote. And I'm thinking, that's not how high school polls work. Are these the only people in the entire school? You're just going to vote on these, like, eight girls. <laughs> also, like, how creepy to have an impromptu beauty contest. <laughs> just like, hey, girls, get all dressed up. We're all going to judge you. Like, no, yep. no, thank you. That's exactly what happens. I hate it. <laughs> so Dilton's pretty excited about this. And I mean, he would be. It's probably the most action he sees in his life. <laughs> probably, though he gets really turned on by his computer, but that's neither here nor there. We don't need to go into that. Danielle, you can't just drop something <laughs> like that and then move past it. It's really funny. He's like, oh, you've taken such a weight off my mind. And then he pulls out of the scene and you see him like running across with his computer and he's like, finally, beautiful. We can be alone. And then they do this really creepy drawing of him where he looks like super turned on by his computer. Oh, And he okay. says, you're going to love this. He says, oh, gorgeous. I can't wait to press myself against your big aperture. <laughs> Aperture? Yeah, well, because then you open it up, so you're like, what does he have? So he opens it up, and it turns out that it's actually a um, telescope. Okay, okay, <laughs> great. Uh, you are going to need to post a picture of that panel to our Twitter. I will do that. <laughs> And so he's looking through the telescope and he sees basically kind of like a star, a giant, I don't know, meteor maybe, like coming through the sky. And he's like, well, that's A cool. shooting star. Uh, yeah, but it's like, mm, it's huge. <laughs> okay. And everybody's looking out their window and they're like, oh, cool, look at that. So we're all going to die, meteor impact, yes. got it. And the next scene you see when you wish upon a star, dun, 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 and spaceship, obviously. 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 And surprise, Cheryl has now shown up in her little yacht. She has come onto the island. She's like, oh, we're here. Did you miss us? Isn't this place so quaint? Why is she there? I don't know. Well, who invited her? How did you even know they were at this I specific don't location? Know. <laughs> you know what I bet? All right. All right. This might be a little speculative on my part, but I am going to assume that Cheryl is deeply, deeply lonely. Uh, yeah, like, I, would, I would agree with that. She is someone who yearns for human connection, but is so lacking in socialization that the only way she interacts with people is by pushing them away. And so she hates herself. It's all self-loathing. It's a dark path for Cheryl. I would not disagree with that because sometimes she has little moments with them and then, you know, the next book she does not <laughs> great well cheryl you are pitiable well it doesn't really matter in this context jason says oh we know we're super busy this morning there's a volcano on this island that has a fabulous little pre-columbian shrine to the local jaguar goddess and i rather fancy a souvenir he's going to steal a shrine not gonna steal it they're just gonna go and check it out maybe steal it we'll find out sam when a rich white person says they want a souvenir of a local native artifact that usually means they're gonna steal it and put it in the british museum absolutely that's 100 percent what happens <laughs> 
so they go off into the jungle, and meanwhile, they hold their best dress competition here on the island. Great. I know. Best dress. What an awful superlative to use in a yearbook. It, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty's kind of all, you know, put out by it, because she's like, I'm never going to win this competition, because I don't have money, and, you know, Veronica does, and of course she's going to win, and, and Archie's going to give her a 10, and it's not going to be fair. See, this is why I think we should abolish all superlatives in your books. You just say, everyone, you're in the yearbook. That's good enough. And then no one reads them anyway. So who cares? Uh, I agree. I don't know if our yearbook had those, actually, come to think of it. I don't think it did. But again, I did not read it. So I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, Betty goes into a room and surprise, surprise, Cheryl's actually in that room for reasons unknown. And she's okay. basically like, she hasn't actually gone into the Jaguar temple, I guess. And so she's like, hey, you know, if you want to, you can totally borrow one of my amazing, rich, fancy clothes so that you can win this competition. You could, you know, win over Veronica. Wouldn't that be great? And, and this is how Cheryl ingratiates herself into the group dynamic. No, I don't think she's really doing that. I think she's just trying to break everybody up. <laughs> Because Veronica Lodge needs to be taught a lesson, quote unquote. <laughs> she does. She's rich, but she doesn't act rich. Veronica? I'm just saying, she doesn't act it like, not compared to Cheryl, who refuses oh, sure. to even associate with those filthy pores. In comparison to Cheryl, no. In comparison to the other ones, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She doesn't act like a proper rich person, according to Cheryl. Exactly. That's not quite what's happening. I think she's just, I think she's just, like, as you said, lonely and wants to break up the fun little group that they have. Hmm. Oh, Cheryl. And so originally Betty turns her down. She's like, shallow popularity gimmicks uh, and skimpy outfits are not who I am. Hmm. I think that is who you are based on the history of Archie Comics. <laughs> Poor Betty. She tries so hard. So sure enough, everybody's, they're out on the beach. They're trying to do their little competition and everybody is judging Veronica and gives her a 10 except for Moose, one of the <laughs> big jockey Moose. characters. Yeah, he loves the little nerdy girl, right? Yeah, Midge. Midge. Doesn't she and Jughead have like a thing on the side? Uh, no. That's Ethel. Well, so, Ethel. Yeah. That's something of Ethel. Never mind. Midge is pretty popular, I think. Okay, great. Uh, and Dalton is the one that's doing the commentating on the judging. He's like, that's a perfect score from everyone except the East German judge who... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Moose was East German. <laughs> so funny. And uh, Moose is like, she's nice, but she's not my Midge. I mean, I admire Moose's single-mindedness. Sorry, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. <laughs> Nope, he's just single-minded. He loves Midge, and that's very sweet. It is. And maybe he expresses that in violent and non-healthy <laughs> ways, but I think it's coming from a good place. It is. But sure enough, Betty shows up, and she is in a hot-off-the-press Cheryl outfit, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, Betty's amazing! And they all give her, like, 11s. What qualifies these jerks <laughs> to judge fashion? Like, what makes them the arbiter? Like, oh, oh yes, this is, you know, I work for Vogue or whatever. Exactly. It's insane. And they're just all, so just all the guys judging the girls. So it's yeah, terrible. Right, like, <laughs> Genuinely terrible. Awful. Yeah. So Veronica gets really upset. How could you do this to me? And she runs off and she's complaining how about how it, this meant everything to me. And you can't even afford that. And it's not fair. Because apparently I, her entire I'm life is wrapped to up. Care. <laughs> yeah. So Cheryl shows up and she's like, oh, that's because that outfit's mine. And so... She finds out that she teamed up with Cheryl to publicly humiliate her, quote unquote, which is crazy just because she lost a popularity contest. And she jumps on Betty and she's like, you're no friend of mine. Oh, like literally attacks her? Yeah, he, she jumps on her and they start getting into nice. this huge fight. Oh, yeah, it's insane. Oh, this yeah, yeah. That's a perfect 10 for the judges right there. <laughs> so it's like this huge fight. Archie's trying to like break them up and he accidentally falls into Veronica who ends up like punching Betty into the face. <laughs> 
and breaks her nose. Wow. <laughs> okay. It's intense. This is an intense Archie comic. And then uh, Veronica and Archie start to make out. Like, oh my gosh, are you okay? I'm so sorry. And they start making out in the beach waves and Betty gets really upset and she runs off into the jungle. Question. Yes. For the Archie expert here. I always thought that Archie's relationship with Betty Veronica was mostly chaste. Uh, it really depends on which comics you're reading. Okay. So the like general Archie comics, like the ones you see in the grocery store, yeah, totally PG for the most part. Okay. But there is a history of him being like, yeah, I'll tap that. Yeah, especially in kind of the more modern Archie comics and definitely since the TV show came out. Because the TV show oh, has a lot of right, sex Oh, I forgot about the TV show. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, go on, Archie. Go get that rich girl. So Betty ends, <laughs> Betty ends up in the jungle and she comes across the shrine that Cheryl and Jason were talking about. How convenient. Yes. She goes, boy, they're the last people I want to run into right now. But if those two stole anything from here, I'm reporting them to NATO. NATO? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> NATO's that's North Atlantic and you're in the Pacific probably. Saying, that's, what she, that's what she says. And so she ends up inside of there and she finds this dagger that's in there. And she's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Cheryl wouldn't have pocketed this thing. So you're right, Cheryl would have stolen. And then she picks it up and kind of jokingly is like, I, Betty Cooper, call down Jaguar vengeance on nasty old Cher Cheryl Blossom and Veronica Lodge for punching me in the face and kissing my Archie. And then immediately rocks start to like fall from the ceiling. All right. And is there is there no, like, this is a, obviously a shrine that's been preserved. Is there no, like, no. people up here, ropes, nope. a fence? Nope. It's just hey. like... I don't Tourist know, a booth? shrine in the jungle that apparently has no human intervention. <laughs> but everyone knows about it. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> that would never last. Would Humans not. are terrible. And so these rocks start falling from the ceiling and the knife falls from her hand and gets stuck in her like outfit. Like it gets tucked in there. She doesn't realize it's there. And she, okay. and she runs from the room. Yes, I often run with a knife in my pants and don't realize Well, she's it. running from rocks, so she probably was a little more concerned with that. Okay, if you say so. So meanwhile, everybody's searching for her in the jungle because she hasn't come back in a couple of hours. And as they're searching for her, she suddenly just appears. She's like, hi, everybody. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry, I let the, my temper get the best of me. And Veronica apologizes to her as well. And she asks if they've seen Cheryl and Jason because nobody's seen them recently. Uh oh, but do they care? Why do they care about no, Cheryl and Jason? Nobody cares. <laughs> That's what I thought. And so, meanwhile, you see this panel with the Predator. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot he was in this. Yeah. So, the Predator is, like, standing up. Everybody's down below on the grass, and he's standing up in this tree, and he has, like, a skull in his hand with some vertebrae uh -huh. and a body that's, like, upside down when you can see its rib cage and there's a lot of blood. I love it. Yeah. So, I'm assuming maybe it's Cheryl and Jason. <laughs> oh, we can only hope. <laughs> So, meanwhile, they decide to go home early. I don't know why, but they do. <laughs> this, is a, this is a free vacation they want from a chip bag, right? I know. Wild, right? Okay. I guess we'll just go home early because Betty and Veronica had a cat fight. And so they're about to get onto their boat, and she realizes, Betty realizes that she has the dagger on her, but it's like too late because she's kind of, they're already like leaving. They're on a boat. Yeah. And they left early for some reason. She didn't bother to change her clothes between leaving and. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they just like all left together. Like, oh, we gotta leave right now. No time to change your clothes or pack or anything. 
Yep. So, assumedly, the next day they're at Pop Tate's, which is this uh, little cafe that they all eat at. And they're all sitting around. They're kind of talking about their vacation and how they're glad everything's back to normal. And so, as they're all eating, Dilton suddenly interrupts. And he's like, oh, my gosh, have you guys heard the awful news? Cheryl and Jason were killed near our resort. Apparently, some sort of jungle animal got to them. Yes, because jungle animals tie things up and then skin them alive. Yes, exactly. Everybody's like, oh, no, that's terrible. I never liked Cheryl, but that's awful. <laughs> uh, uh, um, it's hard to feel that bad. And so Pop, the owner of the restaurant, he comes up with a cake. He's like, I made you kids a special welcome home cake for the whole three days that you were gone. What? And- <laughs> Is he is he related to any of them? Or just like no. I just love my best customers. Here's he does, a free yeah, cake. That's totally, it. they've. I mean, they've been going there since they were kids. So he's probably that like that. Work for me. <laughs> so he's coming up. He's about to cut the cake, and suddenly his head is blown off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this book is so like funny. it explodes, huh? Oh yeah, and it's like full color glory. Oh, <laughs> uh, this comic is amazing. I kind of wish I got it for myself. <laughs> crazy he collapses to the floor and he is like dead and everybody's like oh my god and he's like come on we've got to get out of here and betty's like this is my fault and everybody's like what are you talking about <laughs> wait don't i get the cake i know i'm surprised jughead didn't grab it to be honest i mean jughead's like mm, blood it's just extra flavor oh no he looks at the cake according to this panel jughead does look at the cake there's an eyeball in it so he does not eat it oh jughead <laughs> i didn't know you're that picky well, what a loser. So Betty comes up to Veronica. She's like, Veronica, I know why this is happening. I can stop it. And I need you to come with me right now. We're off to the bathroom. And she like pulls her aside and they run into the bathroom. <laughs> because all important conversations must happen in the bathroom away from those <laughs> yes, pesky <yeah>. boys. <laughs> and she says, okay, we've got to go see Sabrina. Like the teenage witch, Sabrina. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot they existed in the same universe. <laughs> they are in the same universe. They don't cross over super frequently, but they do occasionally. I'm excited to see how Sabrina... A magical person is going to handle a space alien. Yeah. Well, apparently, according to Betty, she believes that they're being pursued by something supernatural. So she wants to go talk to Sabrina. Okay, good. And she knows about Sabrina's witchiness, I guess. All right. So Sabrina, let's get to Sabrina. I'm excited for this. So they show up at Sabrina's house and Sabrina's like, oh, gosh, what do you guys want? But she lets them in. Veronica doesn't believe in any of this nonsense. And... Uh, Betty explains to her what's happening, and she's like, okay, show me the jaguar knife. So Betty knows she's a witch and magic is real. Yes. And she's still, like, hung up about Veronica being rich and liking her boyfriend? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she's everything, Sam. <laughs> I mean, if it was maybe like, oh, magic is real, uh, I got bigger concerns right now than the rich girl flirting with Archie, who is not <laughs> a very good boyfriend to begin with. She seems pretty chill about knowing about Sabrina's past history yeah okay sorry go on the lot's going on here <laughs> sabrina basically says the simple solution is to use this knife to kill as many people as you curse so she cursed two people she would need to use the knife to kill two people but failing that she says she might have something that'll work wait 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 her advice is murder two random hobos to break the curse yes or does she do anything to like assess whether the curse is real or not just like assume like oh you told me you said something about holding a knife that's from a jungle so it must be actual well, magic she, when she like touches the knife she's like oh this is this is bad <laughs> like she knows i don't know sam she knows it's sabrina the teenage witch <laughs> i am impressed by any magic artifact that can summon a freaking space alien <laughs> no this, this book has a lot of questions in it so sabrina takes it she opens this book she's standing at her little altar with the knife and she's doing some kind of magic spell with it and suddenly the predator breaks through the window and stabs her through the heart not sabrina and then oh, it's so gross he pulls her head off of her body and her like her whole spinal column comes with it. 
Well, I guess we know the answer to what happens when a teenage witch goes up against space <laughs> alien hunter and it's not pretty. This book, man. I mean, I would have thought you would put up a better fight than, I don't know, nothing. I know. I was actually really surprised that she died so quickly. <laughs> I would have thought. I'm disappointed like... in you, Sabrina. I thought you had actual power. Well, it did come from behind her, to be fair. Yeah, but like, did she not have wards or anything around her, her house? I guess the predator can go through wards. It's a great question, Sam. I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> okay, good. I'm just saying, Sabrina, though, teenage witch, not a very good witch. I do love the next part, though. It has nothing to do with anything, but Veronica is covered in blood. Betty's completely clean, and she's like, why does this keep happening to me? Because she's been covered in blood several times, and she's like, well, I'm going to borrow some clothes from Sabrina's closet. Not like she can use them anymore. <laughs> Especially the turtlenecks. <laughs> oh, I mean... Cold, but fair. So funny. I mean, what really makes this comic work, it sounds like, is its total irreverence for the actual tragedy that's befalling these kids. Yeah, and like these characters, lots of characters die in this, and everybody's just kind of like moving on to the next thing pretty quickly. They have a whole sexy scene with Veronica getting redressed, which, you know, nobody really needed to see. (laughs) Oh, so right now they they have gratuitous Veronica getting changed. Absolutely. I was like, wow, that was an interesting choice. (laughs) It was obviously. How graphic is it? It's. Uh, I mean, you just see her in her bra and underwear several times. Oh, well, that, see, this Doing like, this sexy is, poses, Sam. <laughs> American culture is like, nudity is so much worse than violence in American culture. It's a real problem. We should really look at European standards of, of sure. I think what this is, is just as media. gratuitous as the pulled out heads. Oh, absolutely gratuitous. Unnecessary, but like, oh, we can't show anyone beyond their underwear, but we can definitely show eviscerations in full detail. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. That's all I'm getting at. <laughs> and so they have come up with this. They don't quite know what it is. So Betty managed to snap a picture kind of in the heat of the moment. So they have a picture of the, the face of the creature. Uh-huh. And they th- know that it seems to be kind of obsessed with them for some reason. That's a good question. And so they decide they're kind of like a set a trap for it back at the school, I think. Hey, that's my job. No, you're, yes, you're a trap maker like Fred from <laughs> Scooby-Doo. <laughs> if the Scooby gang was here, they would have already had that guy trapped and ripped off his mask. Yes, that's certainly true. And it probably is just something in a mask. <laughs> Plot twist. Definitely not a real alien. Scooby Doo. <laughs> so they end up back at the high school, and the whole crew is there. They don't know what's going on, obviously, just Betty and Veronica do. And they decide not to share that there's a space alien murdering them. Well, they do. They uh, there's like somebody brings one of the guys. I don't know who it is. Brings his father, who's a military guy, and he. They show him the picture of the the space alien of the predator, and he's like, "Oh yes, I've you know one of we do know about the existence of predators." Oh, okay, good. I was wondering if like. Arnold or Jesse Ventura were going to show up. Yes, it's basically that concept. (laughs) Got it. Love it. So it says, there's specific rules. The target must have a weapon or must directly challenge the predator. Their stealth armor makes them nearly invisible and they have infrared vision. It's bad news, kids. Really bad news. Question. Mm -hmm. Did Cheryl have a weapon? Uh, Who knows? Maybe she was just trying to attack it. Also, did Sabrina have a weapon? So Sabrina had the knife in her hand. Oh, okay. I didn't know if she has holding the knife. Okay, I well, know you know what? Counts, Checks but... out then. <laughs> so instead of like calling the government, which you think would be literally the first step, you're like, oh, there's a predator yeah. on the planet in if Riverdale. If the military knows about these things, they should be like, hey, we got another one. Send Area 51 out here to help us. Yeah, but somehow, like, I don't know, the town seems to have shut down and he has no ability to call other people in the army, which, you And know, no one in the government's like, well, this whole town's totally off the map. That's weird. Yeah, so he's like, well, you know, if I had a special ops unit here, I'd send someone out dressed as Veronica to lure the predator out, but we don't have that. And 
They're basically like, well, who could be foolish enough to volunteer as predator bait? And so they end up having, because he fits into the clothes, they send out Jughead. Okay, question. Yes. If the predator only attacks you if you challenge it directly or have a weapon, couldn't they just like disarm themselves and go chill out and watch TV and be totally safe? Yeah, I don't understand this part of the story. I'm going to tell you that right now. But it seems to be tracking Veronica and Betty anyway. Specifically, I think... Veronica, because that was one of the people that she wanted murdered. And somehow the knife magically transmitted the kill codes to... Yes. <laughs> Sam, the, the do not question the plot of this. <laughs> What's the point of me being here then? <laughs> I don't know. You have to go with it, because the rest of it doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> God, I'm sorry, go on. So, so Jackhead's dressed up as Veronica standing in the street, you know, trying to be like, hey, you're going to come out and get me or what? And suddenly there's a huge explosion and the predator is like going after all of them. And there's this huge, uh, Moose brought a bunch of weapons with him, his dad's guns, I guess. And so there's like a huge shootout in the street. So in the shootout, there are a couple of more minor characters that end up dying. We're going to kind of skip over that. No offense to all those lovely, lovely minor characters. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, and they realize that the predator is just going to follow them wherever they go until it kills kills us. And Jughead, who survived, is like, no, until it kills you, technically. <laughs> then it goes yeah, back also, to where like, it came from. Weapon. Doesn't it need to have a weapon? Or All right. I, I'm, I'm not. I, go on. I'm, I can't get over that. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Archie gets mad at him. Like, how could you say that? You know, like that you want Veronica to die, basically. And he's like, well, get like all my friends just died. Like Moose, Kevin, Chuck, Midge. <laughs> like, it's a lot of, a lot of my friends died. That's a fair point. I mean, you know, I don't think Veronica's worth all that. And Betty's probably like, yes, get rid of her. <laughs> oh, but they're best friends, Sam. Mm. And so uh, they're like, well, let's just wait it out for the police. And Dalton is like, the police are no more. The entire Riverdale police force, both cars. We're, Both. we're helping at the Spellman's house when everything just kind of disappeared. And so they are staying in the, the high school. So they're wandering through the high school, kind of just like, you know, waiting it out, trying to come up with a plan. And Doghead stops at the snack bar, the little, what is that called? The vending machine. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And he's trying to get it out. And he's like, of course, like I, he just did, he's in Veronica's clothes still. He's like, of course, Veronica never carries cash. So I can't get my snacks. He's all like, upset about it. And he just smashed the window. Who cares? I know. I right. It's the end of the world. So he's digging through the purse and he finds a dagger and he's like, oh, I'll use this to like open it up. He doesn't seem concerned about this dagger at all. Did, did they not hear the part about having a weapon? I don't think that they paid much attention, apparently. So he's trying to get this. This is the time when you pay attention. <laughs> Well, Jughead's not the smartest, Sam. <laughs> okay. So he's trying to open this vending machine up, and the minute he gets his candy bar, like, you see the predator coming up behind him. And then it flashes back to all the other kids who are like, hey, where's Jughead? I don't know, you know. He's probably at the closest food source. Let's go find you him. You guys are all idiots. I know. So they've got run out into the hallway, and there's this great but terrible scene of Jughead's head with his uh, spine column, like, stuck inside the vending machine. <laughs> Why would a part do that? Doesn't he want the trophy? Uh, well, he ate the rest of it, maybe. He, he Partners <laughs> don't cut for food, Danielle. No, well, it's all gone. There's like intestines and then just Jughead's head. Okay, great. We might have to put a little disclaimer on this episode that you're going to kill off all your main characters. Uh, Well, you know, I think we can assume that this is non-canon. Yes. <laughs> so everybody's all sad. Obviously, it's Jughead. 
and so why are they sad oh because it's just like his best friend everybody's best friend <laughs> and then dilton kind of has this little moment where he's like like i've never gotten to do all the things that i wanted to do basically like now that everybody's dying and i'm too young i'm too I've young never been to die. like i haven't even this whole school's about dating and i've never even been asked and i'm a millionaire yep. from my app store earnings and nobody cares apparently <laughs> Uh, and he's like, I just, you know, I just wanted to live kind of like a normal life. And he's like, but I've, I've just, I've watched Archie all of these years, and he's just like, he's such a, he's like the ideal specimen, basically. Uh, disagree. <laughs> I disagree too. But Dilton's like, so, um, all these years as I was watching you, I finally, you know, I wanted to be amazing. I created this machine, and he opens the door to uh, the storage closet. Wait, wait, wait. Before you say what it is, does Dilton wear Archie's face and be, try to like become him? Sort of. It's like uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> it's like a giant robot machine that has Archie's head. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it's funny. And so he climbs inside it. It's like the Iron Giant. He like climbs inside of it, and he gets to be a giant version of Archie. And somehow that's going to get him laid. Well, I don't think. No, well, maybe I think that in the deep recesses of his soul, that's kind of what he thinks. But this is supposed to be like the. He's like, I'm going to save the day with my giant machine that I have. But why does that be shaped like Archie? I don't, never because mind. that's Go who he Because he does like everything that Dalton kind of like wants in life. He's you know popular. He has a so girl. Archie is everything he wants to be. Inexplicably attractive to two random women. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of always liked Betty a little bit. I think. Uh, Betty, Betty would do a lot better with Dilton apparently I than know, Archie because Archie be is such a fickle man. <laughs> I wouldn't want Archie. What a lame jerk face. Right. This is why I hate love triangles. Make up your damn mind. Especially prolonged one. This is like years and years and years. It's not this, even just like literally a couple months. Decades, half a century at least. Yeah, it's something a really long like time. that. So he climbs into the machine, but he's it's like malfunctioning, and as they're trying to fix it, of course the predator jumps through the window into the room and knocks over the machine and he's like, Archie, help! We if we can get the weapon system online, we can kill this thing. And they're like Archie's over there banging at it with this huge wrench. Because that's how you fix things. Right. Also, a high schooler built a weapons-capable military-grade robot in the school, and no one's like, all right, that's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so that's exactly that's something Dalton would do. And so he's trying to get it, and he, he can't turn it. Uh, he's like, I can't stop it. Starts so like malfunctioning, trying to kill basically everything in sight. And the machine like does this huge fist thing and like shoots towards the, the predator who dodges for it and then kind of like accidentally stabs Archie. The predator stabs Archie yeah. or the robot? The predator, okay. as he's trying to, to dodge this machine, ends up slashing Archie. All right. Well, he had it coming. A little bit. And they manage to shoot a net and it goes over the predator and the, the predator is now trapped on the floor under this big huge net. Kill it! Kill it with fire! Yeah, you think immediately they would try to kill this thing, but of course they just like stand there talking. <laughs> they all deserve to die, I swear. They manage to, to talk down the machine so it's not going to kill everybody. and, and They talk down well, the machine. Well, they, yeah, actually. <laughs> right, let's just gloss like, well, over that. I don't have time it. for this, Danielle. No, it literally is Betty just being like, I know you can do it, Dilton. You just have to think. I've, you can do it. And Dilton's like, I'm rewiring the main targeting circuitry. I can do this. I, I'm. There's so much wrong with this. I can't even begin, but let's just go on. <laughs> so he talks, talks Dilton into it. It's almost over, I promise. And uh, Betty gives him a big hug, gives the machine a big hug, I should say. Yeah, of course. 
And Dilton inside his machine is like, oh my gosh, does this mean I'm the hero? And everybody's like, yes, Dilton, you've netted the predator and you've saved all of us. And he's like, I'm the hero. And then you see that the net is empty. Duh. Duh. <laughs> and just as they're calling the police again, there's this huge like oh, knife. Oh, yeah, that worked so well the first time. And the knife stabs through the back of Dilton's head and he pulls his head off. I mean, fair. Absolutely fair. <laughs> Shouldn't have been monologuing. Never monologue. And then it looks like he's going to eat the face off of Dilton. Oh, which he does. <laughs> oh, great. I mean, I didn't th- think the predator ate his kills, but that's new. Well, he pulls the face off of it at the very, I don't know if he eats it, but he definitely pulls it off. <laughs> Maybe he's just trying to take his face off and then put it on John Travolta's face. Yeah, and that might be it. That's, uh, that's the secondary plot line to the story. It makes sense to me. <laughs> so Veronica, they're like cuddled up with Archie, who's slowly dying. They're like, please go away. Please leave me and my friends alone. What did we ever do to you? And they're crying. And the, the predator kind of looks confused for a minute. Uh... Like there's a big question mark over his head. And then he drops the knife that he had got, like the little jaguar sort, and he walks off. <laughs> what? Well, he says, Betty. Like, the predator literally says, Betty, and then he drops the knife and he walks off, and Veronica's like, I'm Veronica! Uh, what? What? I don't know, Sam, that's what happens. Does the predator have the hot for Betty? Because that is not something I want to (laughs) contemplate. Uh, So meanwhile, they have now made it back to (laughs) Veronica's house. The knife is there. Like, he's like, I tried to get rid of it, but it just keeps appearing. Apparently, this is just a magic knife that follows them wherever we go. Of course. Of course it is. And she tells Betty that uh, her dad installed a panic room in the manor the last year after the Russian arms deal went sour. (laughs) That's more like the Veronica I was expecting. (laughs) And so they're going to use it, and they're going to blow up the house, basically. Like, they'll survive in the the room. Why they blow up the house? Well, they want to, they're going to lure the predator there and then blow him up. Oh, okay. But the predator just left on his own. Uh, Yeah, but apparently they think they can lure it back and kill it. Okay, great. I don't know why they need to if it's gone. (laughs) I think it'll probably eventually come back. And so apparently there is a room in this, in this locked, what is it called? Panic room? Yes. Bunker? Panic room. There's a room in this panic room that's like a little hospital room that apparently like fixes people magically. What? So okay. I don't know. I did not like. I didn't write this comic. <laughs> you read it though. So that's literally what it is. They walk into this room. There is like hospital beds and some stuff, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna put them on here." And Veronica's like, "How does this stupid machine work?" And she's trying to to get it to get it to work. And the little maybe machine. get a professional to do this instead of maybe mangling. There's your nobody love in town. Interest. Sam, the whole town shut down. Well, get them somewhere else then. <laughs> And there's all these little machines with like little you know mechanical hands that comes down in needles, and they're clearly working on him, trying to to get him to to save him. But there's also one that says uh, like a little post-it that she pulls off that she didn't read that says "Do not ever turn this dial beyond four. And of, of course. course, she turned it to eleven. <laughs> well, of course, it goes to eleven. That's only makes sense. I know he wouldn't want it to go past four, so it goes to eleven. And so you see this picture of Archie like having these boils all over his skin. He's getting like, it's like Hulk. He's basically like shredding his clothes and getting huge. He's like, help me. But they've already left for the panic room. Why? So they basically turn the machine on, set to 11 inside of, okay, job done. Let's go. Because well, they are trying to lure him there so they can get to the panic room. It's like a plan, saying They have a plan. Why does the plan involve leaving Archie on a hospital bed being tortured? Well, I don't think, they don't realize he's being tortured. They think he's fixing him. So I think he's in the, the room. One of the panic rooms. Why does he even have a dial that goes past four for should never I go don't past know. four? <laughs> <laughs> and so they hear the door creaking and, and Veronica opens it. And sure enough, the predator is standing there. And he's back, Sam. The predator is back. 
Okay, great. Yay. Veronica starts shooting him with the gun that she has, and the Predator jumps in and starts slashing at them. Yeah, go Predator. Kill some kill some teens. And they start running for the panic room. And just as they are about to make it in there, his hand like pushes through the door, and they can't get the door shut. How do they expect to outrun the Predator? I don't know, Sam. They're not very smart. They're teenagers. Their brains are fully formed. <laughs> But it doesn't matter because immediately this giant pumped up Archie shows up and grabs his arm. So hulked out Archie comes up and attacks the Predator. And so Archie and him get into this huge fight and there's like a mace and an axe that they're they're going. I don't know why he has all these uh, weapons. (laughs) He does. In a panic room, we need to prepare for the apocalypse. The Mad (laughs) Max style wasteland that will come after. So they get into this huge fight and Veronica is like, you know what? I can stop this. I can stop all this from happening because I can end this curse with basically stabbing myself like she grabs the knife she's gonna kill herself and then i I don't think the dagger curse related to the predator i I refuse to accept that (laughs) well apparently they think it is (laughs) and veronica goes to stab herself but the predator stabs her instead at the same time so she stabs herself as the predator stabs her. She's about her. to stab herself. Okay, great. Well, I mean, either way, she's dead, so curse lifted, right? Um, Yes, but then Archie, like, immediately jumps on him, trying to, like, wrestle him away from Veronica. And just as Archie's about to get stabbed, Betty, like, jumps from, I don't know, from the ceiling. It's hard to tell where she's jumping from, but she's like, Spider-Man, not my got Archie! It. <laughs> she, like, jumps on top of him, and then her arm gets sliced off. Okay, she can do better. <laughs> I'm just saying, better than Archie. She can, and then the predator turns around and slices through Archie's head, and it explodes in this ball of goo with an eyeball. Excellent. And Great. Archie's dead. Well, that's Archie's best part of the book so dead. far. <laughs> and Betty's like, you killed my Archie. And then the predator kind of like walks towards her and she stabs the knife into his chest. And Veronica, apparently still alive, like pushes him on the back and like pushes him forward deep into the knife. Ew. Yeah. She hits him with a mace. I lied. Sorry, I forgot. Okay. Either, either way. <laughs> And the two of them have a little bonding moment, like, you understand why I loved Archie so much, and you loved Archie so much. And And this is with Betty without an arm bleeding to death. Yeah, totally is. Okay, great. And they're like, okay, we've got, the house is about to blow up, because they had set the timer earlier. We've got to get to the panic room. Also, why does the house have a (laughs) self-destruct? I don't know, Sam. In case of the Russian arms dealer, Oh, just in case, I need to make sure my house has a self-destruct button. And then for reasons unknown, the predator is like, Betty, Betty, go, Betty lives. And the, Betty's like, what the, the heck? The predator does have the hots for <laughs> Betty. That's not okay. Well, they think it's a teenage predator, if that makes you feel any better. They said that earlier and I forgot no, to mention No, it would be much worse because I understand what's happening at all. And then Veronica Blesser is like, we have got to, you're like, you have to listen to the ugly ninja. You're the bravest, smartest girl I know. Don't tell anyone, but you're also the prettiest and you are 17 gosh darn years old go get over archie get to the panic room (laughs) all right so first things first yes you're 17 and should definitely get over archie because screw archie but b why does everyone care about betty living instead of themselves like they could all get to the panic room well i think they're i think veronica's like very much dying on the floor okay okay what and and, and betty was like missing arm is a real concern betty was like i'm not going without archie and they're like archie's super dead like you gotta keep going she's like it's not worth living without archie and that's when betty or veronica says her whole spiel about like you have to live you'll get over archie i would 
that life is better without Archie. Yes, frankly, but she doesn't know this yet. She's never lived post Archie. <laughs> post Archie, okay, <laughs> post Archie world. So the next scene, final, final little uh, boxes here. Veronica is waking up. She's on the floor. She's like, oh, "What? Gosh, what happened?" Because she seems pretty much healed. And Betty says, "I used your dad's machine to heal us. It's really super. And did you know there's a whole section in the manual on face and body reconstruction?" Uh. Oh. And she's Veronica's like, you're not going to like plastic surgery yourself or something, are you? And she's like, no, but guess what, Ronnie? We won't have to live without at least some version of Archie after all. And you see a scene of the predator like on the bed strapped uh, down and she's turning him into Archie. She's like, well, I will have to teach him to chill out around the cutlery, but he is devoted to us after all. He dragged himself in here to be with us. The end. Uh, <laughs> uh. Her final act is to use plastic surgery on an alien using a plastic surgery robot for humans to turn him to make it look like Archie. And this is someone like, oh, he's basically just Archie 2.0. Yes. I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate, hate it. <laughs> Wild amazing. Ride, though, That's amazing. Sam. Wild ride. <laughs> you cannot say that uh, spring break in the Caribbean, uh, you thought that that was going to end with Archie being reconstituted from a predator. <laughs> I mean, how's a predator feel about all of this? I mean, if I was a predator, I'd be real super pissed well, if I was being turned really into an Archie. Well, he really likes Veronica and Betty, so I think he'll be fine. <laughs> he likes them both? Then why is he going to murder Veronica the whole time? Well, I, just I like think Betty. he was cursed to, to murder Veronica. <laughs> I don't think that makes any sense. I don't I'm know, sorry. Sam. It's I very confusing. I to accept the dagger curse. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you enjoyed that comic book, Danielle. I'm <laughs> starting to regret I gave it to you because I had to endure all this, but here we are. <laughs> I really appreciate it. What a great gift, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you for the gift of telling me that ridiculous story. The gift that keeps on giving. I'm glad Archie's dead because he sucked. Everybody just dead except for Betty and Veronica. I could have done without Veronica. Betty's really my favorite character. I'll put it out there. I think Betty's a good character, but she's also the dumbest, I think, because she's still chasing Archie, yeah. which you could have Dilton. I didn't say she's not problematic, but I do like her. <laughs> uh, what exactly differentiates her from Veronica besides being blonde? I don't know. Veronica's much more backstabbing, at least like... Betty tries to be her best self. I'll take your word on that. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for sharing that with me, Danielle. Anytime, Sam. Anytime. So I guess if anyone out there has any favorite Archie characters who they think should have been reconstituted from the Predator besides Archie, definitely let us know that. <laughs> <laughs> who else should have survived this Archie versus Predator? I book? mean, who would you have rather Betty use that machine to recreate besides Archie? We all know Archie is the worst. Jughead? Maybe Dalton. Okay, that's what you're saying. But let's hear from our listeners, Danielle. <laughs> Hot dog. Hot dog probably made it. He's a dog. What The Predator's going to kill a dog. <laughs> it's not even in there, so he's probably fine. Yeah, absolutely. So you can send your suggestions to us at bookretorts.com. Or you can tweet Instagram or Facebook us at bookretorts. And if you want more nonsense and care to support us and give a little in this holiday season, you can do so at patreon.com slash bookretorts. Yay, Patreon! <laughs> well, uh, until next time, uh, just remember, not canon. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a Although lot of Archie that's be. not canon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of Archie to be fair, right? just is. in general. Yeah. Thousands and thousands of things. All right. Well, until next time. Bye. Take care, everybody. I feel like you when I'm doing books. Because <laughs> you don't take notes like I do. It's a struggle sometimes. I know, it is.